three, two, one. Welcome back, Georgie. It's, it's been a while. Been, it's been it's been like almost two months, to be honest. It has not been almost. To two be months. fair, we we've exceeded expectations because at the beginning I said we were gonna do two episodes. We ended up doing like eight or nine. Yeah. So this is the ninth or the tenth episode. I'm not hundred percent sure. I have no idea, but, but to be least, fair, like there's a lot that happened. Like the Premier League got canceled for like yeah. two weeks because of the Queen stuff, and then you got sick, you know, I got gets, sick, yeah, it was, and then next thing you know, two yeah. months have passed <laughs> and before really. the episode. But the people have been waiting. Yeah, they've I been mean, waiting. Like I've been six, getting six people have been waiting. I've been getting a lot of <laughs> tweets if asking if I'm worried or not. So you're a, you're a full on Liverpool pundit now. Yeah, I see I, you on Twitter now. Full on. Listen, if you guys are ever watching a Liverpool game, just follow Georgie on Twitter. If, yeah. you, if you can't get the stream or if you can't get the if you can't watch it, Georgie will give you basically the live play by play. I will, and yeah. Although I think he's very biased. Listen, the referee's been absolutely terrible the past few weeks, and uh, you can't even before, deny that. Before we get into that, before we get into that, let's give it, let's give the people some updates. First of all, um, the most important one is liquid football. So obviously, as you guys can see, I don't know if you guys can see from my shirt here, but we're getting some some stuff done for liquid football. It's kind of been on the back burner. We still got a little bit of time, but that's the, the good thing about it is that we started this project way kind of early. way in advance. Yeah. Um, we got some jersey samples here. We got two samples now. So we did the first one, made like eight or nine changes. Second one, made eight or nine changes. And now we're getting the third one, but that's the, that's, that's the only sneak peek. That's the only sneak peek that that's people they get, get. All right. The color, basically. Um, and we're working with like even like different fabrics um to see which fabric we want to use for the jersey got all sorts of all sorts of stuff here this is all through champion grind through yeah. georgie's people a lot of material a lot of different colors off the table off the table what is this um yeah so we're, we're working we're working through through getting all the samples and um trying to finalize some things before we get moving the next step is finding a stadium and yep. probably a practice facility as well because, yeah, we have to do that. Um, oh, and then the most important one, really, is finding a league. Yeah. That's the important one. We don't have a league to play in. We're going to end up playing in the Sunday League, George. Listen, Year every one. friendlies, every weekend, whoever wants to play. Listen, I think we go to the Sunday League, mm -hmm. and we smack up on teams, and then second year, we go pro. I like it. The funding we will be pro. there. The funding will be there. Hey, listen, there's a lot of money in Sunday League these days. There's a lot of money in Sunday um, League. So that's so that's the plan. Uh, we're trying to get a lot of stuff, a lot of like merch and stuff, so we can actually have some something to wear behind the camera when we do videos and when we do announcements, things like that. Um, and we're still we're still trying to figure it all out. It's really, I'll be honest, it's really just me and Georgie, yeah. me and Georgie doing all this stuff. So, yeah, it's gonna be a unique experience, but that'll be that'll be fun. What else is what else is new? Oh, big update. Georgie still has a girlfriend. Ha! <laughs> still still has a girlfriend. How many months are you in now in your relationship? Like what, six months, seven months? Six months, seven months. Oh. It's impressive. I didn't think he'd get to this point. Marriage soon, you know. George is like... panicking a little bit. I can tell inside. <laughs> he's he's waiting for the moment. He's waiting for it. It's coming. It's coming soon. He's waiting it's for that text message. Though. Coming we, soon. We need to talk text yeah. message. <laughs> Wait, is it here? Uh, <laughs> oh no, no, it was somebody else. Okay. Um, what else? What else have you been up to, Georgie? Besides being depressed. Uh, eating a lot of food, man. Finally enjoying it. Ah, gaining weight. Moved Georgie, up to a medium Georgie's shirt. up a little bit. Moving to a medium shirt instead of a small. He went nah. from he went from the youth small to the youth medium. <laughs> Georgie did. Moving on. Yeah, I mean life is good, man. I can't complain. Besides Liverpool, yeah, life is good. All right. Well, that brings us on to the the podcast. Um, as far as the podcast goes, we are 
the problem with the podcast is that it takes a lot of editing work because we have to go I have to go back in the in the editing and go back from camera to camera and it takes me it takes me a few hours at least just to get each episode done and then it takes me a while to upload it and render it and finalize it and stuff so we're not sure if we're gonna um, we should stick to the video just like we've been doing it which has been good mm-hmm. it's been good I like it or if we just try and simplify the process a little bit where we just go audio only and just upload to we could still upload to YouTube just putting a graphic over it or like Georgie was saying maybe we do the split screen so we don't have to switch from camera to camera or we just go um yeah just audio and then just go Spotify and try and make make a big name on the Spotify network yeah i mean i think any of those is you know a good choice obviously we're still figuring this out as well like yeah. we're still in the process of doing all this figuring it out and the, the the benefit of like trying to do something to simplify the process will make it so that we can upload more consistently so like if we did audio only for example me and georgie could upload two to three episodes a week if we wanted yeah. um because we could make it portable we could bring the stuff and just record wherever we wouldn't have to worry about setting up the video and the lighting and all that stuff but obviously the benefit of having the the video is that we get you get like to see our reactions and you actually get to see our faces which i think is kind of cool too yeah and especially like the world cup is approaching so if we want to be more consistent talking about like yeah. more games like games what every day going, it's like it's non-stop so like doing all this every single maybe, day is yeah. be a lot maybe we do like uh for the world cup we'll see we'll see what i mean you guys can comment down below and let us know what you think um but i think even for the world cup we could probably just do audio stuff for the world cup on top of the video stuff mm-hmm. um so we can do more more content um yeah yeah i mean like i said we're we're still like figuring this out especially now the world cup i mean even now like premier league champions league all these cups like there's there's so many games like there's games what today you know tomorrow tuesday wednesday thursday and then you have games the weekends it's it's very hard to stay on top of it all especially if we're going to be doing like a video and you have to edit and figure all that out and it's going to take a long process and the most important thing is when we do have when the weekend finishes and all the games are done we want to be able to get this out as, as, as quickly quick as, as possible. possible. Yeah. Because then know, it's old news. Yeah, then it's, then old, it's news. old news. And then there's a game tomorrow, so now we got to preview that game. And it's... Yeah. And then the, um, the other reason why we haven't done a podcast, if we're being completely honest, is because Georgie... Liverpool's had a nightmare. <laughs> Georgie does not want to put his <laughs> that, face in front of the camera. Let's that, be honest. That is not true. Honest. Liverpool won two out of the last three if games. If Liverpool would be winning games left and right right now, and they'd be... Top two, top three. Georgie, we would have done a lot more podcast episodes. Look, I'm on Twitter. I'm posting nonstop. I'm not hiding. I'm a true Liverpool fan. I'm sticking this out. This is even. This is not even bad. I've, I'm not I've, worried. I've obviously been motivated. Because I'm not worried. After, Arsenal, yes, after yesterday's performance, fantastic. you better be worried. After right, that after, after that draw, don't you better to, be don't worried. Don't talk to me about performances this after, weekend, Georgie. Don't talk I'm to not me worried. About you should be worried. You should be worried. I'm not worried. That, that, oh, look, you're not worried. Listen, that's the question that we're going to start off with, actually. That's the question I wanted to start off with. Georgie, are you worried? Don't give me a BS answer. I don't okay. want. I don't okay. want to hear this BS. Answer. I don't want. Look, don't give me the referees. I don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. I just want to know: Are you worried? It's a simple yes or no. No, I'm not worried. I'll tell you why I'm not worried. <laughs> are you ready? Why I'm not worried? One. It's it's it was clear as day after the first few games, the the whole entire team, Liverpool is not mentally physically where they need to be. Whether it's the past four or five years of the same exact pretty much the same squad if you look at when you when was it 2018 or 2019 
Cup finals, Champions League finals, biggest games versus Manchester City, and the biggest Premier League games. There's only one or two changes from those teams to these teams. So whether it's the fatigue, mentally, just not being able to keep it up, which four or five years is a long time to be able to be a, you know, on top of the, one of the best teams in the world. Um, and physically, last season, we played every single game possible. I don't think any other team in the world has done that. So to be able to play all those games last season. You had an off season. We had three weeks. Nobody, three weeks is enough. No, nobody else had d that many games. Liverpool played over 70 games, around All 60. right, so that's one. That, Inju injuries, oh, fatigue. Well, well um, injuries, forget the injuries right now. I'm talking about like just mentally being tired and just mm -hmm. not being able to keep up. And on top of that, the injuries of Liverpool this season, if you look at the injury list, it, it's, we talked about this in the past few weeks, like it's, you, you can't even make this up. Like you have one guy comes back from an injury and then you have another guy just sits out for Jota out for the season. Yeah. Diaz, one of the, probably Liverpool's best players since we signed him from in January up until now. And he's out until after the World Cup. And then you had Nunes coming back from the red card suspension. Now he's getting back. He gets hurt last game. Thiago, ear infection, out for a week or two. Like you one guy yeah, comes yeah. back, you you have two guys dropping out. There's something in the water over at Liverpool. There, there's Something's something going happening. on. But despite there's all a conspiracy that conspiracy going on. Despite all that, the the two things I just listed, it's also the fact, and this falls back on Liverpool as a club and as a structure, it's worked this far where we've it only happened one time where Liverpool had a little like crisis at a center back position, like a few years ago where like four or five center backs just had to be out. So we had to play with like six choice center backs. Um, and we made top four somehow. But we do not, this is where we don't compete with the big teams. We do not bring in players to be able to cover in case there is a crisis. You are a big team though. The only we, other team you're competing with really in yeah, that respect is Manchester City. That's the only other no, team. No, no, no. We're a big team, but not big team in terms of like transfers and bringing in players in Manchester City if you look the way Manchester City Chelsea Manchester United whoever you want you will know this because Arsenal was the same way they were not spent for for years and that's why you guys were where you were but if you do not keep things fresh and bring in players to evolve and kind of learn maybe a younger guy and you keep yeah. it there for two three years it, it's going to catch up at some point Liverpool what they thought this season is okay we're going to bring in a, a striker so Three years ago or four years ago, we had the center by crisis. We brought in Konate. Mata was really good for the past two years. And then we have Joe Gomez, who came back from a big injury two years ago. So now we have like cover, four or five center backs. And again, Mata was out, Konate was out. So, and then you have Joe Gomez from right back coming into the center back. So now you have some cover. So this year they thought, okay, we lost Mane. We're going to bring in Nunes. That's fine. And we still have Jota, we have Salah, we have Firmino. We have these players. Nunes, record. Jota after the season, Diaz out until after the World Cup. The only actual striker that Liverpool had last game was Mo Salah. Mm -hmm. Look at the and he got hurt in the I, middle of the I game. I get that. I, I obviously the injury thing. You guys have been plagued with injuries more than probably any other any other yeah. team or any other big team, which is why it's had a huge effect on you guys. Because I mean, you brought um, Arthur Mello as well as a as a replacement because yeah. you had no injuries and then or because you had yeah. a lot of injuries and then next thing you know that guy gets injured. Five so, months. Five months. Yeah. And he was supposed to be a temporary replacement, really. Yeah, he was, he was really just, supposed to be more of a temporary replacement. Just to cover. He wasn't your long-term midfielder. Yeah. But, but that's what I mean. Like, you have to reinforce. 
Manchester City buys Jack Grealish. Just yeah, but the you bench can only season. reinforce for for so many when before it's just injuries. You can't if if you got if you have that many strikers and then mm. you only have one true striker. It's not like you can just buy another yeah. striker and reinforce. You just something's wrong with the injuries, and it could be. I mean, a lot of these injuries are just happening during the game, so it's not mm. like training or it's yeah. like, but. You got a question. Something's going wrong S- over there. Something, something's definitely off. Which, at the end of the day, still is the same question, though. How does that not get you worried? Because this has been a problem that's been happening for a while now. So how are you not worried well, about it? Well, I'm not worried because in the past four or five years, Liverpool have been one of the best teams. And it's clearly, whatever, whatever's worked in the past four or five years, why is it not working now? Is it because of those four or five years where now, like I said, they're like fatigued mentally and they're not like they lost a step and they're just like tired of like keeping up with the pressure whatever it is so they start to get little hamstring injuries muscle injuries or is it just bad again reinforcement like if you're not going to be able to bring in new players okay so how, how long do you think this is going to last then when do you uh, well, think they pick up their form again and they well we we picked up our form three games ago we, so we played really well against yeah, Manchester not City. Consistent. I'm talking about consistently over let's let's say the span of like five or six games. I think I think the Manchester City game was the start of where I finally saw Liverpool like all the players, the whole entire team, whoever played, was playing the Liverpool way. Like you you saw like there was no like usually when I watch Liverpool in the past few like besides the last two, three games, it's like slow motion. They're like two, three steps behind. Like the ball is about to get played and the guy's literally just now getting, like barely getting there and the ball's getting, like they can't even keep up. Like they're just so far behind. Manchester City, it was really good to see. Like everybody was pressing, every, like it just worked out. The following game, everything was good until, Tia- and again, Thiago came off, slight injury, the level dropped off. So like, again, even last game, even last game, we could have had five, six goals. Van Dijk could have had a hat trick. It, it's yeah. not it either it, way it's not even forced it's yeah. a team that you have to beat everyone's yeah. gonna beat yeah you, so you have to yeah Lo- that, that's got to worry you a little bit a little bit that even though you had those opportunities mm-hmm. you still lost one nil so this is what i what i tweeted after the game if liverpool have three games now if we get seven out of the nine points leading up to the world cup you're not gonna be worried we're, like we're gonna I'm so gonna, if you get six out of nine, are you going to be worried? I'm going to be slightly concerned. <laughs> no, I, slightly concerned. It, it just dep- depends. If, okay, I, am I worried about the Premier League, or am I worried about top four, or am I like? It just depends. Premier League's gone. You can kiss. No, that no, 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 no. Premier League's not gone. I'm going to tell you right now. There's Premier no, there's no chance you're going to win the Premier League. That, see, there's no chance. The, there's if, there's if, a le- there's less of a chance that you're going to win the Premier League than Leicester had at the beginning of that season. If, winning if, the, the if Liverpool, if Liverpool gets seven out of nine points going into the World Cup, I guarantee we make a push. Into the Premier League, I think right now we're you need what, to be what honest is it? with yourself. Eleven points. 11 you need to points? be honest because it's not like you're hoping for something to happen. You're hoping for a spark right now. It's not mm-hmm. like okay, we're slowly we're getting this player mm-hmm. back. We're getting, our our spark is coming back a little bit. Like we're getting we're getting back to our form. We're we're gonna be okay. You don't know what's gonna happen next game. That's the problem. Well, with Arsenal, mm-hmm. I know like now. Fortunately, mm-hmm. which is crazy mm-hmm. to say, I know what's gonna happen next yeah. game. We're gonna be the better team. Mm-hmm. With you guys, you're not sure what's gonna happen. I, you could win the game 1-0 or you could lose the game 1-0. Who mm-hmm. do you guys play next? Is it Southampton at home? I don't know. Which uh, it, Arsenal it, just, just played. Yeah. So we have Southampton at home. We have Southampton at home, Spurs away, and another team at home. Okay. So we have two, two home games and Spurs away. You don't know what's going to happen. No. 
That's I that's said. the problem. Seven. That's seven, the problem. Seven out of nine points. With Liverpool before, Manchester City, Chelsea, with those three teams, you always knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. They either get three points or someone manages to keep them at bay and gets the one point or something crazy happens and then they lose, they lose all three yeah. points, which is very, very little odds that that happens. With Liverpool right now, you have no idea what's going to happen. That's just mm-hmm. the way that they've been playing. Yeah. And I hate... I hate to be this guy, George, because I keep telling you this, and I don't know when are you going to accept the fact that Sadio Mane leaving was a no. huge blow. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Of course. Wait. First of all, this I, is this is one of the reasons why you guys haven't been as effective, and it's no, not because no. of the attack. No, it's no. because of his defensive work rate yes, to press. Yes. He was the guy. Yeah. That whole system. Let's be honest. That whole system. No, don't say it. The do whole not say system. It. Do not say it. The whole system. Oh, and I'm not it. saying it was based around him. I'm just saying that whole system does not work without him. That's you, what I'm saying. There's multiple parts, yes, but that is the one guy that left that as soon as he left, that whole system fell apart. You guys were not pressing the same. You were not you were not getting the mm-hmm. ball back the same way you do, which create gives you all those uh attacking opportunities. So as much as and it's not even about the cause he gives you a lot of goals too, but it's not mm-hmm. even about the goals. Yeah. It's about the fact that without him the system doesn't work. Yeah. But you know I've been a for years I've said I'll take money over Salah. Yeah, because of yeah, that. Yeah. I just and want you to admit. I just want no, you to admit. That's not. But no, that no, him no. leaving has caused a major well, blow. Well, in, in, of course, he's one. Of, he he was one of the best players in the world in the past few years. But but that's like, also one of the reasons why your form has been bad. I don't. I don't think you putting Sadio Mane on this Liverpool team is going to fix Liverpool's terrible defending on set pieces. The on the goals we've been scoring. Did you see the goals we got scored against Arsenal? We could not clear the box. I think. And that happens every game. I think. With if Sadio Mane was on this team right now, you would we would not be having a conversation about you being worried. You guys would be third or fourth. You guys would be third or fourth. I think yes. Mane is one of the best players in the world, or he has been. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but I think Diaz has done an amazing. Oh, well, he's out now too. But like he's been really, really good, scoring goals and defending because the guy doesn't stop. Yeah, but it, he's not the same. He's not the same as Mane, but it, like he's covering the the ground. Nunes the past two games. Really, really well defending as a forward. Not the same. It, I mean, they're not Nunez the same. Nunez is a hard worker. They're not the same. He's not. But there's triggers, obviously, that they have to learn all what the I'm time. Saying, what I'm saying, though, is that you can't, re- you couldn't replace him. No, you can't. I you mean, couldn't replace him regardless if you had Diaz or if you had mm-hmm. um, Nunez. Neither yeah. of those two guys can do what Mane did. Well, yeah, they work hard, yes. But I'm just telling you, yeah. this is a reason why you haven't gotten... As, there's some games, if we go back and look at all the games that they've played this season... There's at least two or three games where the result would have been different had you had Sadio Mane. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that. But I just think, I mean, Sadio Mane hasn't been that great at Bayern Munich. He was benched two games as well. So, like, it's not like he's, I just feel well, like. there's it, an adjustment period. I, I just feel like everybody's burnt out. And there's just, you've just come to this That's point. That's part of it. And of course. It, it just is going to take some time. And that's, I, that's one thing people don't want to admit either because they think that soccer players are just or footballers are just robots yeah. who can just do this. No, there's a, there's a burnout, mm-hmm. right? They have to have a break. Typically, for like here in the United States, you get like, like three months. We got mm-hmm. we used to get like two months with DCFC, right? Yeah. Two, three months. So that's plenty yeah. of time. Yeah, just and to get away. And then it lets you recharge, lets you kind of just completely forget. Mm-hmm. And then you have plenty of time to get back in for preseason. If you're saying three weeks, then off, yeah, that's not enough time for them to yeah. really. Well, the reason it was three weeks is because you have the Premier League, you have all the cups, and then you have the Champions League, which is three weeks after the Premier League finishes, and then after that they had Nations Cup, 
Yeah. Like all those, like, right. it, you know, and then you have three weeks and you come back for the preseason. It's like, yeah. Kevin De Bruyne was talking about that as well. He thought it was pointless. It was a pointless comp- yeah. uh, competition. It makes no sense. But Which, see, I agree. I think that plays a part in it as well. I think Manchester City goes through the same thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, some of the top teams go through the same thing. I think Manchester City, though, is, and you can say it's money. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, it doesn't matter how they form their teams. Mm-hmm. It because does. it's it it, it it matters it matters for the excuses that you no. can make. It matter- right now, right now, it matters for you because you can say, well, the reason why Manchester City's playing well yeah. is because they can buy whoever they want. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, we're talking about who won, who wins the Premier League, who wins yeah. the who wins all the uh, domestic cups, who wins the Champions League, all that stuff. But okay, think about this: if it didn't matter, if it didn't matter so much, how come Newcastle are so good now, Eddie Howe? They have the money spent. Let's, let's let's relax because look at if you look at the they got Almiron. They got a guy, one of their best players okay. is a guy who they got from the MLS. So don't yeah, talk about Almiron, the, twenty don't million. Don't talk about MLS. Yeah. Or don't talk about don't talk about yeah. Newcastle. Yeah, but Newcastle they spend so much money. Newcastle's been Newcastle's been a fantastic. They've been smart in the way that they've gone into the yeah, market. I mean, Manchester City's smart too. It's not like they're just well, buying Manchester, players. Manchester City doesn't have Manchester City can. They can buy someone for hundred mil. It could be a flop, and then they go get another guy for hundred mil. Well, That's, Manchester City's on a different well, level. Well, Newcastle is a, the. I don't know exactly who they are, but like they are, have more money than Manchester City. So that's why Newcastle. Now, they do. now yeah, they do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. For but this it's season. not like they've gone and bought. They brought Mbappe Bruno and uh, Messi and they Neymar. Try to get Neymar. <laughs> Bruno Grimarish, forty-five million. Like that's a good signing. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. They've been smart yeah. in their. They've yeah. been smart in their transfers. But Chris Wood, twenty-five million. The guy doesn't see the field. Like. To keep them up last season, they spent crazy amount of money on players that just to keep them up, and that's fine. But that's the reason why they're in the top half of the table now compared to the past few seasons where they're in the uh, relegation battle because they're spending so much money. But like, it's also been it's it, also been the fact that they've been smart. Yeah, smart money, and they brought in a good manager. Yeah, I like Eddie Howe as well. But, and they're building it slowly. They're not yeah. just like, okay, we got all, mm. billions and billions of dollars. Let's just spend all our money. No, no, they've been smart about they've been smart about how they've been building the project. Yeah. If they didn't have billions of dollars, if it was just a new owner, we wouldn't be. You wouldn't be saying this because no. you just know the fact that they have billions and billions of dollars. Well, I, the new owner wouldn't have spent hundred plus million in like reinforcements to keep them one in the Premier League. Arsenal have spent that much. Manchester City have spent that much. Chelsea spent that much. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Those so, are rich teams. I'm. I'm just saying that at the end of the day. All that matters is who's at the top, and you're gonna get mm. shit for the fact that you are out of the top four, and you are not mm. even close right now with the way you've been playing. Listen, so okay. you can so look, look. Th- this is this just, is what I'm gonna say. Just say that you're worried, George. I'm, I'm not just worried. Say that I'm you're not, worried, guys. I'm not worried at all. <laughs> George, I, so look, I know. So I trust. Literally, I trust you and Klopp. I know exactly what Liverpool. Liverpool's gonna come out of this. It's not. It's it's not. Okay, this is the problem that in this world that we live in now. Everybody. He's like, oh, Klopp, he's not a good manager. This is He doesn't become a bad manager overnight. Something is off, and everybody can see it, and that's completely fine. Whereas injuries, fatigue, whatever, we didn't spend enough. There's a hundred different things we can say it is what it is. In the end of the day, I know where you're going to call up how good of a manager he is and what he can bring out of certain individuals. And it's just, if we get, I'm telling you, if we get seven out of nine points. Okay, let me ask you this. Last week... After we beat Manchester City, we were seven points away from Manchester City. From the season everybody has talked about, 
from the season everybody has talked about that's Liverpool. a big difference this early when it comes to the when it comes yeah. to when, how you think of how close the, the competitions have but been in the past. it was seven points and we had a game in hand still imagine if that's it, a big if liverpool would have beaten nottingham forest if we if obviously it's in, we lost but if we were to beat them we'll be seven points with a game in hand and yeah but that's not even from the top team that's no, from, it's not. The second. But, but you guys and were they what? were they were what four points behind us at that point? What, how many behind points are now? Now it's I think it's back to two. Yeah, yeah so that's what, that's what I said earlier. Eleven points from Arsenal. Like, but it, that's a big difference though. Like, Liverpool it doesn't made a, sound like it, but that's a big difference when you've only played 11, 12 games in the Premier League. But, but that's the positive. You have so many more games to be played. And right. Liverpool last season, we we, had, we were fourteen points behind Manchester City. Let me fourteen. Say, let me say something though. Let me say something. Nobody's talking about Jurgen Klopp. Uh, You're making this up. No, no, I'm not. Go on Twitter. Yes, Twitter. Listen, everyone on on Twitter has an opinion. Yeah. yeah. I have not seen a single news article Mm -hmm. or a single trending on Twitter or a single pundit talk about Jurgen Klopp having to go. Not a single one. Type in Klopp out on Twitter and you're going to see. Yes, you're going to see a bunch of random kids who have no idea what they're talking about and they just want to talk crap. But it has not gone to the point where, because you see when, when this happens at Chelsea or when this happens at um tottenham for example all those bigger clubs and there there's a lack of form the first thing they're talking about is oh the coach the manager blah 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 blah. liverpool fortunately the the benefit of having Klopp is that they've seen what he's been able to do over the last four years so they know he's not the problem Mm -hmm. and when you look at the injury list and when you look at some of that stuff you're like okay there's they're they're a bit unlucky this season with the injuries and referees. But not a single person yeah. is talking about listen. Not a single person <laughs> is talking about Jurgen Klopp having to yeah. go. I mean not not, not a any, single n- actual credible yeah, source yeah, is talking that's true, about Klopp. But so that so yeah. we know that's not the problem. Yeah. We know that that's not the problem. Which is weird because you rarely ever see people say all of the issues are really coming from the players. Mm-hmm. You've said like the performances haven't been great. When you lose Sadio Mane and you lose a couple guys to injuries and stuff, it changes the dynamic of the team. Nobody's blaming it on Klopp. Everyone's blaming it on the fact that the players are just not, they're not performing as good as they should be. There's actually, the only the only thing that people have talked about Jurgen Klopp in the Liverpool fan base, people, reporters, whatever is, the fact that Jurgen Klopp is stubborn in changing his tactics. So last season was the 4-3-3, and then he tried to play it throughout the season. I, I remember we had this conversation before the season started, how he's going to change with Nunes. But he tried to play the same exact way, similar style. It didn't work. For the first few games, it did not like it was. It was really bad. Then against Manchester City, he finally changed it up. He went to a four-two-three-one, which I've been I called on this podcast when we got Nunes. And you told me, by the way, you told me to Charleston. You compare Charleston and Bobby Firmino. Give respect to Bobby Firmino. Take that back right away. I'll take that back. Yeah, but Bobby, what I, I didn't said. Compare him. I just yeah. said you were making Firmino seem like, like this. The greatest in the world. Yeah. Uh, but I said in that podcast, I think Liverpool should do a four-two-three-one with Thiago Fabinho, Thiago Henderson, whoever in the in the two, with Bobby as the ten. Finally, you're gonna call put Bobby and Nunes as the ten and as the nine, and it's worked out perfectly. He played it 15 minutes. Did in you just say it's worked out perfectly? Yes. Okay. Nunez is a flop. Let's be honest. Oh, don't, don't, yeah, don't oh even. My. Are you? Ki- Oh my! That's listen, it. Nah, nah, you've lost the plot. He is, you guys, hold on, hold on. he has lost the plot. You can plot. check check your foot, mob. He is seventeenth, mm-hmm. I think, somewhere around mm-hmm. tied for seventeenth or thirteenth, somewhere around yeah. there in goals scored with like two or three goals this season. He does not. Wh- tell he's me, played. He he hasn't. Tell me. Look at the minutes he's played. Doesn't don't matter. look at don't look doesn't at the matter. games. Nobody, you should not look because at the games. How many games has he missed through injury? Two. 
Two and games. three records. All right, and three so that, yeah, record. that, that, that's that's just his problem because he wasn't well, ready. He well, wasn't ready. I mean, he's not like he, he wasn't. He ready. can't score goals in the games he doesn't play. Well, he should never freaking headbutted the guy or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, we're we're what? How many games are we in? I'm into just the saying. Season? I'm just saying. If the guy got a red card, that's on him. But if he I, gets injured, that's fair. Yeah, that's but fair. You're, it's like okay, he got injured. But you can't count the the fact that okay, and also he scored one goal at home because he's played three games at home. <laughs> All right, listen. Maybe maybe I went a little far. Yeah, it's, it's early. He's, it's early. He's, okay, I can pull up the stat. He's not a flop. But he's ranked one or two. But and, you're holding and, on. You're holding on as much as you can. No, 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 no. To no. try and not admit the fact that he is not going to be as impactful as oh, you thought he was going to be. No, 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 no. He's going to be way more. I've said this on Twitter the past few weeks. Ever since he's would back, you take from, him or Mane. They're completely different players. Now, would you take if you had one of the two? They're completely different that's players. Because that's who you replace Mane with. No, what Mane play wide. There can't be that much different because that's who you replace Mane with. No, no, no. Mane played wide. That was that was his like, main position. He played wide, and when Bobby was hurt, he would come into the middle and take would on the take false. Would you take Mane or Nunes? No, that's not. Would you I'm take not, Mane I'm or not. Nunes? Answer the question. No, I, that's, they're Answer different players. The question. Nunes is a hundred percent a I'll nine. Say, we'll take that as a Mane answer. Nunes is a nine, a complete nine. He. The pick Firmino or Nunez? They're completely different players. That's why I said they both need to play. They're completely, completely different, different For, players. They isn't, are. Isn't Bobby number nine? He Bobby's <laughs> a nine, but he's a false nine. He's not. Come on, come on. You know they're completely Fair different. Enough. Okay, they're different. That's they're different why. Type that's of why. That's why I said when we Nunez bought Nunez, gives you something. Nunez gives you something that you didn't have previously. Exactly, and that's why when Nunez has played when in the four three three. When in the beginning of the season, Nunes played wide. For some reason, I had no idea why. And I even put, like said it on Twitter, and I said, why is Nunes, our nine, playing wide? It makes zero sense to me. Nunes is the one crossing the ball to Salah. It made no sense. So the tactics changed up, whatever it was. Bobby is the 10, Nunes is the nine. It's worked out in the Champions League, it worked out perfect. It's worked out in the Premier League the past three or four games. Nunes didn't play last game, by the way, so... Not, we didn't have any of our strikers, but it's worked out com- perfectly. And I've been so vocal about Bobby as the ten and how he's gonna be so pivotal in Liverpool this season. And I said this on this podcast, and he's been a top goal he's scorer. Not a, he's not a ten. He is a ten. No, he's a false nine. He's a, false, a difference. False nine and There's a ten. A difference. It's pre- it, he's not gonna be able to play as the nine. He's not a hundred percent a nine. If Nunes is there or Salah's there, they're gonna be the guys going in behind. Bobby needs to play. In the, in, in the I will role. say that Bobby has been probably your best player, in my opinion, as far as he's held everything together. Because we talked about uh, this the other day, and I said mm-hmm. Nunez and Salah are never going to pass each yeah, other the ball. Yeah, that's true. They're very selfish, mm-hmm. and which can be an okay thing sometimes because, like right now, it's okay only for the fact that Bobby does all the passing for yeah. both of them. He does enough passing for both of them, but that's that's a huge problem that you're going to have mm-hmm. to deal with, I think, at some point. And I think Nunez. As much as he's a hard worker and he wants to be a Liverpool legend eventually and all that stuff, he, I get he it. He will be. 100%. He's not. There's better options out there. There's much better options out there right now. You're looking at a guy that's gonna be here for the next five to eight. And years. listen, this is the part that I'm really excited yeah. about because I just <laughs> listen. Do you know who's tied for like second or third? I think third in goals scored in the Premier League. No, I don't. I don't even know that. The... Look it up on your foot mob right now. No, who? Who? Guess. Guess. Say Much better player than Darwin Nunez. Oh, Mitrovic? Mitrovic. He, oh, my, no, my listen, God. Listen, please stop. I don't ever. I have been supporting this man since the very beginning. No, the, I don't no, care if you don't like him because no, he's an ugly type of player. No, 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 no. no. First of all, you have not, been, you have not been supporting him from the very beginning. Bro, we can go back to the very listen, first no, no, no. episode. The very beginning is five years ago. <laughs> he was a film, and he, they got really good every single year. They all right, came all back right, up. all right. 
but the beginning of this podcast yeah the uh, beginning of the podcast at the yeah, beginning of yeah. the season i yeah. said i like this guy yeah i, I like, like him guy. too and i think i even brought it up at some point in the podcast where i joked around or something about mitrovic being better the, than you said this, and yeah. you looked at me like i was crazy he's not okay okay more effective he is not he better more effective for Fulham than Nunez has been for Liverpool. No. Admit that. No. Admit it. No no chance. Admit it. Okay, look, 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 look. We're going to take that as an admission. No, no, I'm d- definitely do not admit. I like Mitrovic. I think he's a different type of player. He's a different, he's a, he's oh, a pit bull. Like no, I, oh, I go back. Now I said you, I like you him. You never said you I like said, him. You I joke like Mitrovic. around about him. You thought he was like a Sunday league player. No, he, oh, I never said that. I, I, I said that, but I said like he was a good. Le- yeah, you said he's Sunday a good Sunday league, league player. Yeah. No, I like Mitrovic. I really like him. I've liked him. I've always liked him. He was in my fantasy team for years because he's like so cheap. Me, you get your goals from him. The problem is, the difference is, Nunes is just a different class. It's not It's not even comparable. Unbelievable that you just said look that. At, look at the stats. Nunes, who's a striker. Yes. Who's a guy that yes. was brought on to score goals. He yes. wasn't brought in because, yeah. oh, he's defensively like yeah. Sadio Mane. Yep. He's been brought on to score goals. Yes. Has scored one goal at home oh. in 11 games. Whoa, what? Dude, what? He has in, not scored... <laughs> The, he he scored his first his yeah he first scored the goal for Liverpool at home this season. It's yes. been eleven games, right? No, not at home. Well, not not but I'm saying in in it took him eleven games. He didn't play most of these games. I don't. What do you he, mean he didn't play? He didn't play most of these games. He didn't play last game. He didn't play for the three games that he was suspended. The first few games, he came Listen, off the bench for 10 minutes. All I'm saying is that you, you're looking you, at have the, to, you have to face the facts at some no, point, George. He's uh, no. not been as effective. No, no, no. Mitrovic is a better bet at this point. No. <laughs> the man is consistent, and he's playing for Fulham. Yes, he's playing for Fulham. He's playing for Fulham. He's yes. not playing for Liverpool. Yes. Think about it. Honestly, I, I really do, and I'm not even joking at this point. Oh my, I it. really do think Mitrovic at Liverpool oh my would God. be so much better right now for you guys. I can't believe. Okay, I cannot believe you're labeling Nunes as a, as a flop. If you have, you watched if the, you play a four four two, if you play a four four two, and you put Bobby, Bobby and Mitrovic up top, and let Bobby do the false nine thing, I can't even get to Liverpool stats because I'm telling I, you, I'm I'm looking at this. You said eleven games. I can't believe you said. I mean, it's been eleven total games. Yeah, not all of them are home games, but just the fact that he's had like. The away games help in the fact that he builds the confidence and he gets he gets the playing time with Liverpool so that mm. he should be able to score at home. Look, it's not like you can only count the home games because the, all the games are... He's been involved in seven games. Okay. Involved. Okay. He started... Seven games. Four games. It doesn't matter how what he started. Well, if he's on the bench, what do you want him to do? He comes up for the last five minutes against... Why Fulham. is he on the bench? He's supposed oh, to be. No, no, no. Supposed to be I said this on the podcast in the beginning. I said this in Jurgen the beginning. Klopp likes to slowly. Bring yes, him back. I don't care. Did it with Thiago. Did it with Fabinho. He he I does it with every single player that comes in. I don't care. He takes. Okay, this is the Jurgen Klopp way. By the way, he has three goals and one assist in four starts, seven games overall involved. The first. Okay. Like, the, the so let's compare him to a more the more reasonable yeah. person to compare him to that we've been talking about yeah. this whole time. Yes, Erling Haaland. Erling Haaland. I was right. Yeah, I was okay. right. Don't, don't uh, again, even, don't again, even, don't even say again. Don't again. even say I wasn't right because no, I, I never, was so no, right. No, no, I never said you're not right. I said he was a better player and he would be a bigger impact. He's been no. a much bigger impact with Manchester City than Darwin Nunez has been. A and I, what did I say? In three, four years, we're gonna look back on this signing. We don't need to wait three. Four yeah, years. we do because Nunez. I told you. I said this in the beginning. I said this okay. on the podcast that Klopp takes he, Nunez is not gonna have the instant impact that Holland's gonna have. Holland's gonna play right away because City don't have a nine. Like, that's just Still. how it is. Liverpool, like, okay, I said the club likes to take his time with new players. 
and that's literally what he's done with Nunes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if Liverpool did, if Jota was uh, healthy and Diaz was healthy, I guarantee Nunes would not be starting still. I 100% guarantee that. But because still, he, he doesn't, doesn't want to play him. He only plays him 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, ease the pressure off, and then once he gets going, then he's going to play him mid. mid I, I, my prediction was late December, that's when Nunes is going to start playing like regular games. But because of the injuries, he's forced to play Nunes. And obviously he got a record, so he hasn't played. Either way, though, if you had, if if you said, okay, let's st- start him every single game, he would not still not be close to Erling Holland. I think he would be. No, come on, nobody's if, close to if, Erling Holland. If you look at the stats, if you're telling me Harry Kane, Harry Kane's not even close to Erling Holland. All the top strikers in the Premier League are looking like it's a different class. It's yeah, a completely different. Yeah, class. Holland's been absolutely amazing, but that's not like a hot right. take. That's not right. a, that's not a hot take that you. I'm I'm not saying it's a hot take. All I'm saying that's is, like everybody. George, most people George, predicted that. Just admit that. that I was right. No, you're right. I said you're right. <laughs> but what I'm trying to tell you is, you're making it seem like you made the prediction of the century by saying I did. Holland is going to score a lot credit. of goals. I did say he would score. He would easily break the record. Didn't I say that? You said he. Would, I don't even. Yeah, I said he, that. I was he, like, I don't know if I said he would easily break the record, but I was like, I think he breaks it. I, I said, I think he gets because the last last year was like twenty one was the yeah was last the re- season was not 21. the record, but twenty one was the one who won it, right? Yeah, twenty one. Like Salah and Salah's son, yeah. Okay, and I said he. I was like, he gets over thirty easily. Yeah, he gets over thirty. We're eleven games into the Premier League, and mm-hmm. he's got what seventeen, eighteen goals or something like that. Yes, yeah, some, somewhere around it. Mental. It's yeah, it's unreal. But again, I'm going back to the argument and what I told you in three, four years time. You okay? If you look at the stats of Nunes, up until the pat before, as soon as he came back from the record, everybody's saying Nunes is a flop. He's not good. Liverpool spending money for this. Oh my god, I can't believe they spent money. They could have got Holland, but all this stuff. He came back. He played three or four games. He scored three or four goals, and everybody's like, "Wow, first, first in this, first in this." All the stats are pointing for him to be a success at Liverpool. I said this from the beginning. Watching him at Benfica, watching him against Liverpool, watching him in the Champions League, this guy is going to be he's, an amazing he's, player for Liverpool. He's going to be a legend. He's going to score a lot of goals. Nope. I t- you know how much stick? I have 2,000 retweets on one of my Nunes tweets when the first game he came back from record, he miskicked the ball, and everybody was compl- everybody lost it. And I tweeted about it, and everybody gave me shit about it. And now... I, every- think you're, I think you're overhyping him. No, and now, you know what I did? I went back, I commented to every single person that told me he's not going to score, he's not going to do this, he's not going to score more than five goals this season, blah, blah, blah. I went back and I, I replied to every single comment. Listen, I think you're making a big mistake when you're saying in three three years to look back at this conversation. Yeah. Because I think in, this is not even going to be a conversation. It, I think you're going to you're gonna come back in three years. Mm-hmm. All right, first of all, this is what's going to happen, all right? We're going to stop making this podcast at some point <laughs> before those three years. And then we're going to have to come back a year or two later after we stop making this podcast just to film that episode. Yep. Where I'm going to tell you, you're going to be like, yeah, he wasn't like, he was good at the beginning. And then I don't think he's going to be, he's not going to be even, he's not going to be a Liverpool legend. I think he's going to be a Liverpool. No. I, he ha- I, he's a good player. He's not the answer. He's a good player. He's a solid striker. I think he's been over, way overhyped because of what he did at Benfica. And to be fair, he wasn't playing against the best, um, he wasn't playing against the best teams week mm-hmm. in, week out. So it's a little bit easier to pad your stats. He had a few good games in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, oh, this guy, this guy, this guy. He's done well. He's not as good as you everyone You say he was a flop. Him. I mean, I was I was being a little, I was mm. exaggerating a little bit just to get you going. But listen, it's it's not, it's not. Um, okay. Okay. Let me ask you I don't, this. I don't think he's a flop. I don't okay. think he's a flop, but I think he's been more average than he's been great. Okay. 
is because he okay one he hasn't played that much and two he got the red card so he set up for three games literally so okay let me ask you this Gabriel Jesus to Arsenal how amazing has he been very good who has more goals very good Gabriel Jesus gotta have more goals than no that's what I'm saying it's all about how you look at it look it up I want to see you're wrong you're, I, you're I, could be, wrong. I could be wrong you're I so wrong this guy's making up <laughs> stuff on the podcast over here <laughs> I, I just saw somebody talk about it. What, what do you look at this, FootMob? Yeah, just go to FootMob and go to the Premier League and then go to the player stats. The Gabriel Jesus score against Southampton? Uh, no. Uh, Shaka scored. Shaka scored, okay. Gabriel Jesus. So Nunes has four. Jesus has five. Exactly. So, so, so Jesus, okay, you said Jesus you is doing lied. amazing. You just lied on the podcast. I didn't. I, you just lied on I the podcast. I just looked it up. You just this lied. Is, this is prior. If I, would, if I didn't challenge you, you would have. You would have said that he, Darwin Nunez has more goals than Gabriel Jesus. One goal. It's not All that right. big of a difference. But here's what I'm talking about: is the like Gabriel he's Jesus. About. Gabriel Jesus is not Erling Holland level. No, that he, was the original comparison. No. Was Nunez yeah, yeah. Holland? But no, no. I'm just talking about you now talking about he's okay. Now you're comparing no, him to no, Gabriel Jesus. No, 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 no. The reason why I'm saying that is because everybody is talking about oh my Gabriel Jesus, what a difference. He's been good. He's I been, think he's been amazing yeah. for Arsenal. But everybody is like talking about the goals. It's not about the goals. Like, like if we're th- like everyone's like oh my God, Jesus, such an amazing season so far. And then Nunez flop. He uh, waste of money. The one goal difference. Is yeah, that what we're really talking about? Here's the difference. So everyone's not talking about Gabriel Jesus. Everyone's talking about the performances that Arsenal have been putting together. Yeah, but he's him a, being he, a big part of it. Well, he's like a huge part of it. Yeah, him being a big part of it. But it's like it makes you a better player when your team is performing well and you are a big part yeah. of it. Darwin Nunez, Liverpool has not been performing well. He's gotten a couple goals yeah. to help him here and there, but and it, he's done. He's it, done. It's not his impact. His impact has not been as good as Gabriel Jesus' impact at Arsenal. Well, yeah, you because can, you can say, you can say that Our, Gabriel Jesus has had a bigger impact at Arsenal than Darwin Nunez has had at Liverpool so far. You can say that, but again, to your point, what you just said, it's very, very hard for a striker to do well when your team is being complete shit. Yeah, and that, fair enough. That's what that's what Liverpool are at. The whole it's not like it's not like Liverpool are playing amazing and Darwin's not scoring. You're looking at the whole Liverpool team that's not playing I'm well. I'm just saying there's also been some times where he should have scored goals. Oh, yeah, 100%. There's been times where like they've given him the opportunity yeah. and he hasn't scored oh, goals. 100%. So that could have been a big difference in how they've been yeah. getting results. Um, so, do, okay, Darwin, Darwin Nunes right now, he's sitting at whatever goals he's for the season. Would you say he breaks 15 goals this season? Um, I would say he's somewhere right around there. You know, I would say he, I would say like fourteen, to, fourteen to sixteen goals would be 14, where 16. where I think Darwin Nunez will end up, and uh, that's not bad. I mean, that's solid. That's not the impact that you want him to have that you thought he would have. I think so it, if he gets fifteen goals this season, which I think he's going to get more. By the way, I think he's going to. You're looking at past twenty goals. He'd be content goals. with fifteen goals. I'll be okay with fifteen goals. The way Liverpool's playing. That's not what you wanted, though. You no, don't but want to be okay. You no, I don't. Somebody no, who was going to give you yes. what Holland is giving Manchester City. That when, was the whole point of bringing him in. Yeah, but when the whole team is firing, when the team is complete shit, then you can't really do much. Like as a striker, we'll see. But I'm just, I'm just saying you should be worried. You can uh, no, say, you I'm can not. Say, I'm not worried. You can at say all. you're not. No, no, you should be worried only because, like, I'm not saying you should be worried about Klopp. You shouldn't be worried about, um, like. Firmino, mm-hmm. but you should be worried about the fact that one, there's a huge injury crisis going on in Liverpool, well, which what, hasn't been fixed. I don't yeah. know what's going on. 
And I know some of them are just random injuries, but the fact that it's consistent, something's wrong. And two, the fact that they haven't been performing consistently. They have yeah. good games, they have bad games, but they haven't had mm-hmm. a good spell yet where you're like, okay, we're, we're, we went mm-hmm. through a bad spell, now we're okay. Yeah, no, I, well. I am worried about the injuries. That's the only thing I'm worried about. But I, I, I like, again, maybe it's because, like, like obviously I've played, so now I know, like, the it, it takes a lot mentally to keep on performing. Yeah. So, like, if you keep the same players and you play them and you run them, like Klopp has the same exact team, he's been loyal to these players... It's very, very hard for these guys to get back up and injuries are going to pile up, fatigue and all that. So it makes sense in my head. Of like, okay, I can see why this is happening. Everybody's questioning what's going on. It's just a matter of like, okay, that's just the way your body works and mentally that's how everybody is just because we haven't reinforced what we need to reinforce. And that comes with, if you want to blame the team or whoever, what doesn't Regardless, really matter. you should be worried. I'm just worried about the injuries. Because these guys are missing World Cups now you because of be all this. You should be very worried at this point. I'm not. Again, seven out of nine points in Liverpool within well, twelve to thirteen points of the first place team. That's not. That's literally nothing. I'm saying, I'm saying we, we can revisit this in in a few weeks, and we'll we'll be looking at this, you know, the next couple mm-hmm. weeks as we do as we watch the Premier League. But I'm I'm thinking it's you're very very close. You're very very close to saying we just need to figure out how to get top four. You yeah. shouldn't even be thinking about the Premier League right now because yeah. you're 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 not performing mm. in any way mm. that shows that you're going to have a chance of winning the Premier League. Yeah, no, I would agree unless, with that. Unless, like, in the next three games, like, if you get seven out of nine or if you get nine out of mm. nine, then you're back into, like, okay, we're going to be, hopefully we're going to be mm. in top four. Now let's start thinking about how we can start closing the gap mm. in on Manchester City and Arsenal. So this is this is my, my prediction for it. Seven to nine points in the next three games. The World Cup comes. We get players back from injury. Hopefully, Diaz is back right after. We have two games, I think, in like late December, and then January comes and we sign one midfield player, and then we're we're I'm completely content with that. Like the problem with that though is that I think you guys are going to be worse after the World Cup. The few players that are the few players that are healthy that you have, and a lot of your players are going to the World yeah. Cup. If you're going to have two or three big injuries coming out of the World Cup. I mean, if that happens, that's, then that's, obviously, and that'll happen to every team. Yeah, for the most part, but. I don't think Liverpool, with the way that things are going right now, I don't think you're going to, mm-hmm. after the World Cup, you're going to have your squad healthy. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's like a, like whatever happens so, there. But I think you guys just need to say, we're going top four. Mm-hmm. We're going to try and get into yeah. the top four. and we need Because right now, the, the thing is as well, is Manchester City's playing well. Mm-hmm. Arsenal's playing very, very well. Manchester United is back yeah. so far. So you have three teams right there. And then you got Tottenham, Chelsea... Yeah. Newcastle, which have, are in the top four mm-hmm. right now, I believe. And now it's it's not just, oh, we're just competing with Manchester City and, for example, Manchester City and Chelsea, and then the other two or three teams that are competing for top four mm-hmm. are really far off. It's close. Yeah. So you're competing with like two or three other teams that you haven't been needing to compete with in the past. So yeah. that's why I'm, I'm thinking mm-hmm. that even just to get top four is going to be a struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you... So th- this is the way I'm looking at it. I'm, one, I'm taking it game by game now because it's like whatever but if you ask me a liverpool out of the premier league like title i'm saying no they're not out of it like if that's the question you're asking me in two weeks you're gonna be out of it am i like if you say are you thinking about the premier league no i'm not thinking about the premier league but if you're asking me are we is liverpool out of contention to win the premier league i'm gonna say no they're not out of it so five out of nine points in the next three games five out of nine is not good enough will you say that you're you'll be out by then five out of nine and going into like the break no it's not good enough You, you need 
We'll see what happens, but I think you should be worried. Anyway. Not worried. We're moving on. Moving on. Um, Chelsea, your boy finally got the job. Yeah. Well, since the last podcast. I mean, you've been talking him up on the podcast. Huge fan. Crazy. His, uh, I, I was looking through his, his like resume kind of thing. Somebody posted it on Instagram where he's been. He's been coaching college, like university yeah. in England. Um, made his way up. Made his way up. Was coaching like the. It was like the technical director for the mm-hmm. Ghana women's national team. Something crazy like that. Went back into the university and then got a couple of pro jobs and now he's. It's crazy, which is good because mm-hmm. it's nice to hear because it's managers like that that just because they didn't you know play at the highest levels, for example, or were coaching at the highest levels before. You know, like those old school coaches who are just bouncing from job yeah. to job because of the name that they made for themselves 10 years yeah. ago. It's nice to see that he's gotten an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think he's gotten himself into the worst yeah. team in the Premier League to do it because he's one of those coaches that he is like a clop in the sense that you need to give him a really good program mm-hmm. that's been struggling for a little bit and say, give me yeah. three or four years and I'm going to show you what I can do in three mm-hmm. or four years. He needs time. He needs time. And Chelsea's not going to give him that no. time. He did it with the Swedish team that he was with, yeah. where he took him. He got him promoted four, t- like three times in four years, which is crazy. Got him to the top mm-hmm. division, and then he ended up beating Arsenal. That was his biggest win as a manager. He ended up beating Arsenal in um, in Europe in Europa League. Mm-hmm. But he, I think he, it, you can't you can't take turn down the job because yeah. for him he he was at a pivotal point where he's like, okay, we're doing really really well. There's a chance that as the season goes on, we're going to go down, and then yeah. my my opportunities to get that job. So now he's th- he's probably thinking, I go to Chelsea, I do really well for six months to a year, where people will say, okay, he is he is legit, he's the real deal. And then if he gets sacked the year after because they lose three games in a row, then he's able to get a Tottenham job. He's able yeah. to get um, still a mid-table. Uh, uh, yeah, still instead of him staying at Brighton until they go downhill, mm-hmm. and the next thing you know, he's not getting any of those big jobs. No, I like him a lot, but it could be different now with Chelsea, the new owner. Like it, up until new now, owner's worse. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if they're gonna give him more <laughs> the new time. Owner's worse. He he fired Tuchel for no, I don't know what he happened. Just didn't but, like Tuchel yeah, anymore, and so just he's fired out. him. But I, I don't know. Maybe now it's like, all right, he's my guy. Like I brought him in. Like let's give him time and settle and like show off what he can do. What what he did at Brian is absolutely amazing. And there was a stat yesterday where there's only two teams in the past year or two that. have like dominated possession against Manchester City and it's been Brian both times. That and that, I mean that just speaks yeah. for itself. And I mean it's not just the possession, it's like what you do with the ball, like when you do have it and Brian's done amazing so far this season. Um when he's he was at charge and they did amazing last season and they're a small team. It's not like they have so much money as well. Like the recruitment he's done is absolutely amazing. So uh, I'm happy that he got the job. I'm sad that he got it at Chelsea. <laughs> I wish he would have went to like you got the England job somehow, like, but yeah, I think like uh, and I know Conte just got to Tottenham, but like Tottenham would have been mm-hmm. a perfect fit for him, I think. Um, yeah, and maybe I mean even Arsenal would have been good if Arteta Arsenal, wasn't there. Yeah. Like he yeah. would have, it would have been a perfect fit because right. is the Arsenal way and like the way he plays. Um, <clears throat> but it's but it's good that he's getting these. It's good it's good that he's getting the, this opportunity because I think it it paves the way for a lot of other coaches mm-hmm. who are who could be in similar positions to where he was a couple of years ago. Um, and I think nowadays a huge, huge focus, not, not just nowadays, but really in the, I would say, I would say since Barcelona in 2009, when they started taking over the game, I think before then the focus on tactics wasn't, wasn't a big deal. 
it was like you have good players. You have, I mean, you you hear the stories from even Manchester United players who said like there was no tactic. You just went out there and you, you know, busted mm-hmm. your balls for ninety minutes or whatever. After Pep, there's been a huge shift in tactics. Yeah, and it wasn't just Pep, but it was Klopp. It was Tuchel. It was mm-hmm. managers like that who started saying, okay, we can figure out a way to win this game through how we how we actually played instead of just having the fastest, strongest guys or just playing the old school way of, of doing things. So now I think that's good because in the coaching game, one, the, maybe it creates a little bit of a problem, but everybody wants to be pep now. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to be clop, right? Everybody yeah. thinks at, at, at all levels they want to be like that. But it's good because you can see that the coaches do make a big difference. The, the mm-hmm. coaching makes a huge difference in the game. Pep made a huge difference in Barcelona when mm-hmm. he went to Barcelona. Um, so I think that's that's kind of cool because now you're going to start seeing maybe some younger coaches. And you're already seeing it like um, uh, Nagelsmann at uh, Bayern. Yeah. Like that was also another coach that they're like, this guy doesn't have that much experience, but mm-hmm. he's legit. He's good. I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing yeah. something. So um, I just hope they don't sack him after a year or after six months after he's he goes through a bad spell. Chelsea's a tough... That culture... That culture yeah. is, I mean, they don't have like the greatest culture there, but somehow they still win. And the or problem it, is when they drop results, it's like you're or, sacked. Well, you win, you, you come into a job, you win because all the players are hyped up, excited, like you got to impress. The transition. And then you win whatever you win, whatever cup you're going to win. Then the following season, it's like slow start. Everybody's like more complacent, I guess. And then coach gets fired. And then just no a, responsibility new, on the players either, right? Yeah, it's, a new, it's just a cycle of fire the coach. Yeah, get, get a new one in and then win, fire him the next year, and just how it goes. But again, I mean, it works for them. Like, if you keep winning and then fire the coach, uh, but like I was saying, like, if the new owner, I think that he is, it, I know he just fired Tuko, I know it, and Tuko wasn't his guy though. So, I think bringing in his own guy, he's gonna give him a little bit more time. He's like, okay, I, I brought you in, this is my team, I want to bring my own coach, and I want to make my stamp on the team. Yeah. So, maybe he gives him that time that he needs. And I hope he does because I, I want him to succeed. I don't know. I don't. I don't think he. I mean, he's trying to. Maybe he will because, like you said, maybe he just wants to bring in his own guy and say, yeah. "Okay, we're gonna start fresh a little bit and do a li- hit the hit the reset button a little bit." Chelsea's not been known to do that in the past, no. but really, it was just because of uh, Abramovich. Yeah. But Todd Bowley doesn't seem like he's he's any different. any, any different. <laughs> yeah. Really, that guy spends scary, a lot of money and spends just a lot of money. Doesn't like things, and he's gonna get things the way he wants to get things. Yeah. So yeah. I think, uh, but. I, I was telling my friend Eddie this, <clears throat> is that Chelsea is the only team that's been able to do this consistently, where they have a good season, they sack the coach for for a, a loss of three games in a row or something, bring another coach, and they're still good. Mm-hmm. They come back, they're good, do the same thing, sack the coach. No consistency whatsoever, yet they're always consistently in the top three or four. So does that tell you the players just get complacent? Or what happens? I don't know because you can't say he gets. Stagnant. That doesn't happen anywhere else, though. Like any other teams that 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 that's happened, like Manchester United, ever since um, Sir Alex Ferguson, mm-hmm. been shambles. They haven't yeah. had any consistency whatsoever. Arsenal since Arsene Wenger, finally Arteta's, but yeah, it's, it's still only one season. Yeah. This is the first season. This is the first season where they're performing well. Who knows next season or the season after yeah. that? Um, Tottenham. Tottenham's been okay, but they've never really gotten to the top. They've never really been the best. So, like, it's weird that Chelsea's the only club that can do this, have no real consistency in their managers, and still win Premier Leagues and Champions Leagues. I mean, but again, like, is it the players then? Like, who, who, do, you, who, do, who do you blame for something like that? Because it works if a new coach comes in and you want to impress. 
and you can't say it becomes stagnant because after a year it becomes stagnant like it's not like one hard, year is like not, i said it's hard to build a culture there because when you get the, the person in charge of building the culture there really is the coach is the manager so when you keep getting a new manager it's hard to establish a real culture which means the players are yeah like they can get complacent mm-hmm. they're allowed to just kind of not care as much because they know that i think they know that if anything goes wrong the manager's going to get sacked yeah so then if they're like oh man it's not on me it's on the manager so it is what it is at this point yeah so i mean pause what's up oh nice you can just leave it there mom we're almost done thank you very much um but good luck to your boy grand potter yeah I, I like him a lot man i'm a huge fan uh Last season when Liverpool had like a bad stretch for two years ago, whatever it was, with the center back situation, I was like, I'm a Brighton fan. And they were yeah. in the bottom of the league. But the way they play and they, just, They're playing well. That's yeah. the thing. That they're, they're, it's not like they're parking the bus and they're getting mm-hmm. results and they're just grinding out yeah. results. Like they're playing on, they're on the front foot. Yeah. They're I, playing well. I, I love it. I love it. I love watching them play. Um, but that's also, not that it's easier because it's harder because you, you don't have the talent, the players who are the big names, but it's also a little bit easier because you don't have the big names. Yeah. So players are willing to work for each other and mm-hmm. build the environment of no big egos like, like as a team instead of yeah. like individuals speaking of egos uh let's go manchester united ronaldo yeah, your boy that's... your boys your boys having a nightmare see it's a it's a weird situation because he posted on instagram a few weeks ago the truth will come out so is there i mean i'm sure there's they've, they've had talks and we said this Bef- like as the season was starting that if Ronaldo doesn't play if he leaves they wouldn't even make top six or whatever yeah now it looks like if he plays <laughs> they're not gonna they're, yeah. they're like they can't score a goal but I, I just don't know if like the whole entire team is just like alright we're sick and tired of Ronaldo's crap like we just wanna be on I think it's own. getting to that point but m- my question is this if you if you're the coach and Ronaldo clearly he wanted to leave he didn't want to be there why not just tell him instead of saying to the public, oh, I want him to stay, I want him, this, this, this. Obviously, you can't just come out and say, I don't want him. But you can just tell him, okay, just leave. No, I think I think Ten Hag's done a fantastic job of managing this situation because he's got to play He's got to play on both sides. He's got to say, like, he's not going to come in here knowing that it's Ronaldo, the biggest ego in the game. I yeah. mean, now there's Mbappe and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff. But Ronaldo, the the guy who is a man, one of the biggest Manchester United legends of all time. Yeah. Ten Hag did not come in and say I'm the coach, so if you're not going to if you're not going to be happy, then leave. That was going to I think that was going to be a bad look on him yeah. because I think there would have been a lot of pushback from the fans as well mm-hmm. to be like no, we're on Ronaldo's side. Yeah. I think Ten Hag's done a fantastic job of saying like I'm going to work with him and I want him and I like him. And then Ronaldo when Ronaldo's like I don't want to work with you, Ten Hag's still been like I'm still going to work with him. There has to be consequences, but I'm still going to work with mm-hmm. him. Because now it's gotten to the point where everyone is on Ten Hag's side. Yeah. And everyone's like, okay, Ten Hag's clearly been want, willing to work with you and you haven't. So now you are the reason. You are the problem. So now you're out. Yeah. So I think he's handled it well. And he even said it like after the first one, there was a warning when they left early. Um, but it wasn't just him. It was some of the other players. And he said, now there's going to be consequences. So yeah. he didn't put him in the game for the for the Chelsea game. Yeah. He wasn't which, in the squad at all which worked out well because of Casemiro yeah. scoring the equalizer. Because if you wouldn't have scored that equalizer and they lose 1-0, you're always going to have people saying Ronaldo, Ronaldo, yeah. Ronaldo. Ronaldo posted on Instagram an apology that was not an apology. Yeah, he just a lot of rambling. Of, a lot of rambling about, you know, he's always been a professional. He's mm-hmm. always been a professional. In, Backing himself. He never, ever said, 
I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. I apologize to Ten Hag. Mm. I, I disrespected the culture. He never said that. He just said, sometimes it's not possible mm -hmm. to maintain your professionalism. And that's why I think there's something going on. Like, there has to be something. Like, I know Ronaldo, there's... He's just not happy. He's not happy, and he's he hasn't... Nobody has sat down in a room with Ronaldo and said, look, you are an absolute legend of this game. You will mm -hmm. always be remembered as a legend. However... You being a legend does not mean that's always going to be your yeah. current form. Your current form right now is you need to be a role player. You need to be, okay, I get the last 20 minutes of a game. Sometimes he gets less or whatever. No. Sometimes he'll start. And I think if he would have had a better attitude from the beginning, he would have been starting all these games. Yeah. I just think it's his attitude that's kind of pushed him off a little bit. And Ten Hag, from a manager's culture setting perspective, he can't just start Ronaldo after all the crap mm -hmm. that he's been doing. So for the benefit yeah. of the team, he's like, I have to slowly work him in um but i can't i can't just start him so again ten hag's done a fantastic job i think ronaldo needs to understand that he either goes to the mls he either goes back to portugal or he stays at a big team but he changes his attitude yeah i think that's the reason why teams don't want him right now is because of his attitude because i think if if he says okay i go back i go to a psg or i go to a chelsea or something like that i will be more of a locker room figure than mm -hmm. i will be an impact but he's got the experience of winning champions leagues and doing all those things so that's where he can be helpful and i think he's still good enough i think he just hasn't realized that he's not the same player that he used to be and that's yeah. just that's n that has nothing to do other than that has nothing to do with anything other than time time has mm -hmm. gotten to him time gets to everyone and i think time yeah. has finally gotten to ronaldo um mm -hmm. so oh, you, you disagree with this or what no i mean i i agree to an extent okay for example there was a game at the beginning of the season where ronaldo didn't start they lost that game he didn't play then there's the following game against brian where they were down to zero i think and then he put ronaldo on they tied 2-2 they came back and tied 2-2 the following game it was a similar outcome they were down one or two zero ronaldo came on and then they tied it up and at that point i was like and then there was the then Liverpool game. Then Ronaldo got an injury midweek or whatever, hamstring. He wasn't part of the Liverpool game, Manchester United won. And then since then he was never given that chance to like play or start a game or like whatever. And then the only times he's he played after that was like the Europa League where like obviously that's a completely different yeah. game. So it's not it, about it's not about the results though. It's not about the stats. It's the fact that Ten Hag's building a a, yeah, he, a, a playing style that Ronaldo doesn't fit yeah, into. Yeah, he doesn't fit into that. But you like you can't take away the fact that the guy didn't play two games in a row. Let, let's say three games. He didn't play, and then they lost. Then twice he was on the bench, came out, and they savaged the game. He helped in that regard. And then you don't give him like. Yeah, there's, and then and then there's some games where you just don't even like play. But recently, him. that's changed though. Yeah, recently that's changed. I agree. Like Ronaldo hasn't been informed. Like he hasn't been that good or all that stuff. He hasn't like helped. He, hasn't he hasn't helped at all. No, he hasn't helped at all. But like, in a way, I like I I saw a report where he was supposedly told that he's gonna go on, and then he was told to go warm up. You're going on in like five minutes, and then he came back, and they tell him go warm up. You're gonna go in five minutes. Came back, same thing, and then I think that's when he didn't want to go in because he's like. How many times are you going to do this? Yeah. So, like, I mean, I think there's a lot more behind the scenes that we are not told because there's no way Ronaldo posts that. That's like a, there's something behind that message. Yeah, but either way, it, I think Ten Hag's done a good job, and I don't think Ten Hag would have mm -hmm. been the guy to tell Ronaldo, hey, 
go warm up in five minutes, come back and you're going to come on. I don't think he said, I think he probably mm-hmm. said, go warm up. We might need you soon. Mm-hmm. And then Ronaldo's mm-hmm. warming up forever. And then he's like, like, okay, the game changes or whatever. And then he's like, uh, I don't want to put him in. I don't want to put him in. And then by the time he wants mm-hmm. to put him in, Ronaldo's like, I don't want to go. go. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And I know some, a lot of players think it's very disrespectful mm-hmm. for a, a coach to put him in, in like the last two or three minutes because they know that, it's not really to impact the game it's more of just a kill time or whatever yeah. so a lot of players feel very disrespected it's like oh you're you're disrespecting me as as a legend for ronaldo mm-hmm. you're disrespecting me as a legend by putting me on when you're not really putting me on yeah but i think the way ronaldo's handled this the, the whole thing has been wrong yeah and unfortunately it sucks that he's doing this at manchester united because if he was at a, if he was still at juventus and this was happening he would still remain the same figure to Manchester United that he was all these all those years ago. Now, I don't think he's tainting his image necessarily, but I think it's not going to be the fairy tale ending that he would have wanted, and that's yeah. that's that's going to be a little bit sad. Like when he retires, he's going to come back. He's always going to be a Manchester United legend. He's going to be remembered for all the things that he did before. But I think it would have been a better ending had he either not returned or just been a better sport about it. He could have just accepted the role and said, "I'm going to be like Roy Kent." Right in Ted Lasso, I'm yeah. gonna be like Roy Kent and just retire and be okay at the fact that at the end I wasn't starting, I was a sub and I was only getting a couple minutes. But I think the way he's handling it, and I and I think it's partly just because of his competitive nature, who he is as a person, that he just doesn't want to accept that. Yeah, but like every player is different. Like again, like I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but as a coach, you know that Ronaldo needs more attention than everybody else. So there he's needs to be. He's been patient with him. You gotta admit, he's been patient with. I mean, with he, all the crap that's. that's he, he's on. been patient, but like, it comes to communication. Like, sit down in a room, like, go in a room and ask Ronaldo. Okay, look, what, like, what is it? What is the problem? And what? How do we fix this? Because it does. It's not good on Ronaldo. It's not good for Manchester United as a whole as a team. Because the more this keeps on going and going and going, it's only gonna like he's. In, let's say he's the bad apple. Isn't it spread everywhere else? People are going to yeah. get sick and tired of it. Isn't it spread through the team? You don't think he sat down and had a conversation with him? You don't think he's had a meeting with him and told him, like, these are my expectations of you and this is what I want? It doesn't seem like it. Like, if Ronaldo's still not on the same page. Like, had to. Like, if you tell Ronaldo, okay, look, this is what I'm going to do, Ronaldo's not going to be happy. Or, like, the player's not going to be happy, but at least you know what to expect. Like, it seems like Ronaldo has these expectations and then Ten Hag is, like, I, on the I opposite side. I think Ronaldo's just frustrated. I, I, I think that they've had a meeting and I think Ten Hag said, look, I want to work with you. But ultimately, this is what I want for the team. And this is what I need to do. Does he leave in January? He has to. Like, he, I mean, he at this point, to. like there's Ten no... Hag is being nice enough until January comes. And then he's going to get rid of him. Or he's not going to get rid of him. But Ten Hag's been in those board meetings with Manchester United, with the board members, where mm-hmm. they've said, we're going to cut our losses and we're going to let him leave for free. Yeah, He's been in those. Or they've communicated with that. And he said, I completely approve that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine with me. I think... Ten Hag, out of respect for Ronaldo and his legacy at Manchester United, has not wanted to out him, yeah, and say like, you know what, you're gonna, you're gonna, own, and I know he's trained with the reserves this week or whatever, mm-hmm. but I know he's not gonna be like, it's not gonna be like an Obama Yang situation with Arsenal last year where he yeah. was like completely out of the squad. He's not gonna want to do that out of respect for Ronaldo, but I think he's gonna say, okay, look, it didn't work out, which happens, that's okay, go leave on a free transfer and go somewhere else and finish your legacy somewhere else, and we can shake hands. And that'll yeah. be it. I just hope he goes somewhere in January because he's, I mean. He's going to. Like he's getting he's older. To. So you don't want to waste the another The problem is year. everyone's saying nobody wants him. He's yeah. had no interest. I mean, 
nobody's Ronaldo doesn't have to worry about the money. He could take mm-hmm. a pay cut if he wants. Yeah. Because right, he's probably on a crap ton of money. But he could take a pay cut if he really wanted to go. And I'm sure Chelsea, PSG, Tottenham, all those would be interested in having conversations if they said, okay, well, we're not going to pay you as much as you want to get mm-hmm. paid. But you don't need the money. You don't really care. You're, yeah. you're done. And you're going to be a role player for us. Are you okay with that? I just think they they, they don't want to deal with a headache right now. And he's not going to want to go to a Newcastle or a, or a team like yeah. that. He's not going to want to do that either. So it's up to him what he wants to do. But he's he's got he's running out of options. I still think he's he can get you 15 goals a year. Like I think he, he got can. it last season, like 20 goals or something like that. I think he can. I think the problem is it needs to be like the perfect situation yeah. for him. And he it, needs the system to be the guy. Be right. He needs to be the guy. And most teams are going to not want him to be the guy because they have better players or better or people who are in more informed, yeah. younger players or whatever. And it's going to be a disruption, I think, to the to the dressing room as well when things start not going his way. Yeah. I think he's going to... I think for me, if I was in his position, I don't know if I would have returned to Manchester United. No, I wouldn't have. Cause... I don't know if I would have... I mean, I would have been okay going to a different team in the Premier League just to finish out and then still being able to go back to Manchester United and mm-hmm. be looked at as what I was before. But he... Props to him for trying it. I mean, he... Yeah. I mean, it in a way, I, I don't want to say it was a failure because he did score 20... Or so goals last season. It's not like, but he's um, he also came in at the wrong time where the team wasn't yeah. the team hasn't been performing well. They barely just started performing mm-hmm. well, but before it was it was kind yeah. of it was shambles. We talked yeah, about it. It yeah. was shambles. It was it was really bad. Ten Hag, yeah, I mean he's turning doing around. his thing, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy because at the beginning of this podcast, every yeah. single episode started with like Ten Hag, Manchester United shambles, yeah. and Liverpool was obviously on the on the good side of things because yeah. what what they had been doing. And now yeah. Liverpool shambles, George. It's not shambles. Shambles. Nowhere in Liverpool. near shambles. Shambles uh, for Liverpool and Manchester United's coming back. But we haven't even talked. I mean, we don't have to talk about Arsenal. Arsenal have been flying this season. Let, let's be honest. Fan- but fantastic. are you worried about the performance yesterday? No. I spoke a little too soon when I texted you and I was like, ah, another, you Arsenal, another day, another Arsenal win. I, I was going to message back. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. Those first, those first 15 minutes, we were going to win the game 6-0 six six had we played like that. Yeah. There's a natural drop off. Yeah, you can't you can't expect your players to be playing at 100 miles mm-hmm. per hour that way. But we were just playing. We we're the biggest thing is that I'm calm watching an Arsenal game. Yeah. Before I was never calm. Yeah, yeah. I was like, ah, oh, crap. Here we go. We're gonna have a nightmare yeah. for 20 minutes. We're gonna get a goal scored on us. Now it's like, okay, relax. We're gonna probably mm-hmm. win this game. If if anything, we're gonna tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna the- lose along the way, of course. And the season, there's gonna be some drop offs. But we're consi- we've been playing like as if we've been playing this well for three four years. Yeah, that's the the, the, the mood is different. The feels different. The air the air smells different in in mm-hmm. uh, in London right now. Listen, I, I'm happy. I'm happy with uh, with what they've been doing. I'm happy with. I'm happy that Arteta because I've been backing this guy from yeah. the beginning. I never once mm-hmm. said I wanted Arteta. I said I I think this guy has come from a great mentor in Pep. He's got the passion for it because he's and he's also he's young. Mm-hmm. He's hungry. Yeah. He hasn't he hasn't won a bunch of Champions yeah. Leagues. And pre- he wants to and so bad. And this is his first job. And like, this is his first job. As, as a if main man. Now, what's going to happen? How far are we? How far are we, George, from going from Arsenal top four to Arsenal Premier League, potentially? How far are we? How many games away are we, do you think? I mean, obviously, you guys are in contention for the Premier League. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do the same thing that you just said. Okay. Seven out of nine... Points. Who do you guys next? do you know who you play in the next three games? Ah, uh, no, I because you guys, you guys are supposed to play Man City midweek. But yeah, they got, got postponed. postponed. Right. Seven out of nine points for the next three games. 
Mm. And I think we really have a conversation that oh, yeah. Arsenal are gonna are gonna be potentially winning. The and obviously, league. depends on the World Cup injuries and whatnot. But like, but I think now at this point, I'm not saying that we've secured top four, but I'm saying un- unless something crazy happens, let's see, top four is not not that big of a top four is no longer the goal, which was which I'm sure it was at the beginning of the season. What do we got? I don't know, man. I mean. Look, I think Arsenal made top four. I think like we all we both said, there's gonna be Arsenal, Spurs, Liverpool. I said at the beginning that Arsenal might be fourth or fifth because I thought Tottenham might be ahead of them. Yeah, I, I mean, predictions change, my friend. I said Liverpool first, Spurs second, Man City third, and Arsenal fourth. That was my prediction. Yeah. Uh, no. Ten minutes. Ten more minutes. Uh, give me 10 more minutes, babe. Um, all right. See, see. So in the, in the beginning, I said Liverpool first, uh, Spurs second, City third, and Arsenal fourth. And I still, I mean, it's still a long ways to go, but Arsenal's in first right now, 28 points. You're looking at sixth place with 20. So that's not a big... I mean, it's an eight-point gap, but it's not that big of a gap. It's a big gap this early in the season. When you've only played 11 games, George, that's a huge gap. But I, I don't think so. Who does Arsenal play next? Okay. Who are the three games? I'll check, I'll check right now. If Manchester City are in those next three games... No, I don't think so, because no, they, they postponed it yeah, until they, later, right? You play Nottingham Forest at home. Okay. Three or points. you have PSV Thursday. Okay. Europa League doesn't yeah. matter. Um, Then Nottingham Forest at home, Chelsea away, Okay. and Brian at home. Perfect. Oh, and then you have... And then you have you have four games, somehow. What do you mean I have four games? Well, who are the next three games? Is what I'm saying. Well, the, you have four games before the World Cup. Oh, okay, yeah. Because yeah. maybe could want, okay. So four games before so the World Cup. Ar- Arsenal, Nottingham Forest, the first one. Then you're at Chelsea, mm-hmm. and then you're home to Brighton, and then you're away to Wolves. Okay. So out of the twelve points. Twelve points. If we get nine of the tw- of twelve points, nine of twelve points, I think we're talking. Arsenal have a very good chance of winning the Premier League. Yeah, because something crazy is going to have to happen for us to 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 get so far off that we won't have a chance of winning. But think about it: you still got to play Man City twice. I think those will be key. That's going to be the dropping of points. Mm-hmm. If there's well, going to be dropping of points, those are or those are going to be the the tells at which yeah. we know we're going to win the Premier yeah. League or not. If you win, I think if you win one of those games, you guys are pretty much. Because Man gonna, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I, I think it's 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 so good that we're not talking about top four. Yeah. We're talking about now like, oh my God, Arsenal might do it. They might do it. Who knows? It's a long season. It's a long yeah. season. World Cup, this is yeah. going to be a crazy season because yeah. the World Cup is going to be right in the middle of it. I still think there's still to be worried about top four. No. Eight points is not that big of a difference. No, no, no. You you lose one game now it's like five points. Yeah, oh but God. you got to think all those teams are also going to drop points, and we yeah. have to drop eight just to be competing again Compete, for the top yeah. four. So that's that's the big thing. Yeah. It's not well top six, but yeah, yeah top six, but still. Anyway, it's good, I mean Arsenal's looking good. I, I mean I can't. Here's here's I, what's going to happen. Georgie's probably not going to be in the next podcast. We're yeah. probably going to take another two month break because Georgie is not going to want to be in front of a camera no. because of <laughs> Liverpool. No, and no, their performances. I, I'm always open. Listen. I'm a, I'm supporting Liverpool. I've been supporting Liverpool to the worst times. You think yeah, this well, is a big deal? To, you have to. You have to. But you ha- also have to admit at times when you're going through those times that you are worried. No, I'm not worried though. I am now worried. I'm putting Listen, it on the shirt. <laughs> next week, Georgie will be worried. It, it depends um, on what, what happens. By the way, I just want to say, the Liverpool Arsenal game, the three refereeing decisions went the Arsenal way. 
We're not okay. talking about referees today. No, no, we're, everyone goes no, through the same thing. No, no, everyone no, goes through the no. same things. Did you see? There's some. There's 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 calls in any of those games that could have gone either way that you could. You're not looking at those because they're they're uh, against like they would be against Liverpool. We haven't had a penalty in like hundred years. Did you see? Okay, it doesn't matter. Do you remember the handball? The Gabriel did in the box. I don't remember. Yeah, a day before Man City were given handball against Brian for the same exact thing. Are you maybe a little bit on the unlucky side of those things? Yes. Is there a conspiracy? No. No, no I mean, I'm not saying there's a conspiracy, but I think the referee should be fired. No, I'm <laughs> uh, no I mean, the thing is, the thing is, the referee that we we talked about this like a few weeks ago, where we said there should be some kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That they should come out and say something. The FA came out after that game and said, yeah, we didn't have the camera angle for the offside of Saka potentially being offside or not. We didn't have the camera angle, so we couldn't put the lines uh, how we usually do for the offside. That's, you can't... You, yeah, it's a bad excuse. You can't do that. Yeah. but are blaming but, it on something else. But I'm glad that they're coming out and like speaking in front about it because you do need that... Referees are not the reason for Liverpool's No, but form. it does... It does it, like I said, there's like hundreds of things. There's, there's four things, four or five things on the list ahead of refereeing yeah. that has been the causes for Liverpool's downfall but so on, far. But then when you have the refereeing as well, it's like... Well, yeah, but that's... But no, I'm not saying just the Liverpool. I'm saying overall, the refereeing has been pretty bad. The refereeing has been pretty bad. And I think it's just a problem with the new rules that they've put into effect. Not new rules, but the new of like more contact, allow more contact, yeah. which is good. But at the same time, people are so used to the old ways that now when someone gets fouled and they don't call mm-hmm. anything, they're like, are you serious? And even when it goes to VAR, it's, when it goes to VAR, th- they still make the wrong decision. They still make the wrong decision. So d- might as well that not whole even system have it. Is, the whole system has been put in place to eliminate human error, and it's created more human error. Yeah, and it, uh, yeah. But they're not going to take it out because they're never going to admit that it was wrong. It was no. the wrong decision. They're going to yeah. feel like they're going backwards. Yeah. Anyway, we're not going to talk too much about the refereeing in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I think that's enough for today. We've, we've, gone, we've gone quite a bit. We're going to, again, just leave in the comment section down below what what you guys prefer would you rather us you know do two or three episodes a week and we put them on spotify and it's kind of audio only we'll put them on youtube as well but it just be audio or do we just keep the video because the video is 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 better than just having the audio uh but then we go through one week in between each episode and sometimes two months in between each, each and especially episode. now it's it's so hard to do that because there's a game today yeah there's west Ham play today we might have to we might have to just um and like do back and go back and forth do some episodes video some yeah. episodes audio we'll see maybe main one would be something like this and then yeah. like shorter in but all right thanks for coming georgie um good luck in your hibernate hibernation <laughs> for the next four four months after uh seven out of nine points people all right we'll see catch you guys in the next one thank you